Republican lawmakers are likely to vote to cut the state's budget for the University of Wisconsin system by tens of millions of dollars. It's Wednesday, June 14th. This is Wisconsin Today. Good morning. I'm Alex Crow. Coming up, we'll hear about how Milwaukee community leaders are trying to prevent a violent summer in the city and will distill a proposed bill that will overhaul the state's alcohol laws. Stay with us. Thank you to the donors who make Wisconsin Public Radio possible. There are more than 50,000 of you. Your generosity delivers essential news, thought-provoking conversations, and inspiring music to listeners all over Wisconsin and beyond. Your support makes a difference in people's lives every day. Thank you. Republican lawmakers delayed a vote that was scheduled for yesterday on the budget for the University of Wisconsin system. As Sean Johnson reports, the move came after a top Republican pledged to cut the UW's budget by tens of millions of dollars. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss told the Associated Press yesterday that the legislature would cut the UW's budget by $32 million. Voss said the funding cut would account for money the university was spending on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. The reduction would come at a time when state government is sitting on record high budget reserves of nearly $7 billion. It also comes at a time when the university has warned that declining enrollment and increased expenses have drawn down its reserves. Members of the legislature's budget committee met privately for nearly eight hours yesterday before they announced they were delaying the vote. It's unclear whether lawmakers will take any action that would affect the UW's proposed 5% tuition increase. Sean Johnson, Wisconsin Public Radio. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss also said yesterday that Medicaid expansion will never happen under his leadership. The Republican spoke about his health care priorities at a lunchtime event in Madison hosted by Wisconsin Health News. He said Medicaid expansion is not necessary in Wisconsin because the state already covers people living below the poverty limit. There is not a single person who would benefit from Medicaid expansion that does not already qualify for either free or super-duper-duper-duper cheap Obamacare. Voss said he does not think that state government has a role in subsidizing health care He said that's the federal government's priority. He also said that Republican lawmakers are working on a proposal about medical marijuana, which could be unveiled later this summer. And he expressed support for a recent bill to make contraceptives available over the counter. A major overhaul of alcohol sale regulations is being fast-tracked through the state legislature as well. Rich Kramer reports major brewers and distributors support it, while the owners of wedding barns say it will put them out of business. The bill authored by Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and others would create a new division of alcohol beverages attached to the Department of Revenue. The bill would create statewide bartenders' licenses, expand hours of operations for wineries selling on-site, and would allow wineries, breweries, and distillers to operate full-service retail stores. 
During a public hearing Tuesday, Republican Assemblyman Rob Swearingen said the bill represents a compromise crafted through a decade of discussions with industry leaders. It's quite thick. It is also very fragile. And I'm hoping to get this bill to the governor's desk uh, through the Assembly and hopefully through the Senate very, very soon. Owners of venues known as wedding barns are strongly opposed to the bill. They say it would put many out of business. Rich Kramer, Wisconsin Public Radio. Even as homicides and non-fatal shootings are down in Milwaukee this year compared to last, those crimes have been increasing with the warmer weather. Community leaders are now working to make sure the city does not set a homicide record for the fourth year in a row. Ashanti Hamilton is the director of the Office of Violence Prevention. He says community partners are working with his office to, quote, flood areas of high crime in the city. The, the very first step is having a deep presence in those communities. Um, we've worked out a lot of stuff with the police department on our ability to have referrals and those types of things uh, so that we can be in front of the activity. Organizers with 414 Life focus on educating the community about the harms of gun violence. The city recently announced its Safer City MKE initiative aimed at keeping kids off the streets during the summer months. Community leaders have also been urging residents to keep their guns at home. Coming up, we've got a Wisconsin Life episode about the state's songbirds in the spring. Stay with us. You know you can count on WPR for news that's important, music that makes your day better, and conversations that make you think. We hope you'll make a financial contribution to support the radio service you rely on. And in fact, we count on it. The single largest portion of our budget comes from listener support. If you're not a member yet, make a gift of any amount today at WPR.org. Thank you. And finally, it's time for Wisconsin Life. Here's producer Maureen McCullum with a story about bird watching. There's a certain point every spring in Wisconsin when it seems like winter is finally gone for good. We put our heavy coats away for the season, trees and flowers begin to bloom, and as WPR's Bridget Bowden tells us, we begin to hear songbirds welcoming warmer weather. Early May is an exciting time for many Wisconsinites. There's a feeling of optimism in the air, knowing sunnier days are ahead. And it's prime time for bird watchers, like Carrie Hagano, who I met up with at Wyalusing State Park. Uh, this is where the Mississippi River and the Wisconsin Rivers meet, and we're up on what's called the Wisconsin Ridge Campground, so a beautiful bluff overlooking uh, both the Wisconsin and the Mississippi. Hagano works for the Nature Conservancy and is an avid birder. She comes here every year around this time just to catch the migratory songbirds as they make their way north from their winter homes. These birds are migrating from as far as, you know, central South America, so thousands of miles, and they're looking for breeding grounds. So they're, they're singing, they're uh, trying to attract mates, they're looking for food. Uh, this is a great place with all this forest cover to look for food. And, uh, you know, some will stay here and breed, and some are just passing through all the way up to, to the northern parts of Canada. As we stand on the path under the trees, she tells me what she's hearing. Okay, so we got two birds that just chimed in here. Biz, buzz, buzz, buzz. That's our golden-winged warbler. And then we have a black-throated green warbler who's who does like a, he's got a similar buzzy sound, but he's like, zo, zeet, zo, zo, zeet. Birding with Hagano is all about listening. 
like 90% of my birding now is like listening <laughs> to what's going on around and then being like, okay, I know what this is. I know what this is. Ooh, I hear a black Bernie and I want to see him because he's gorgeous. Um, and then when you hear something that you're like, I don't know what that is, that's when you kind of seek that out too. But sometimes the birds give you visual clues too. She spots a flash of color high up in the trees. Let's see. I saw kind of where he flew up, but I didn't see where he landed. It's a scarlet tanager, one of Hagano's favorites. So it's a, I'd say robin-sized bird, bright red. And I, I say that like a cardinal is red, and this is like someone flipped the lights on on the cardinal. That's the one, too, that has the song that can sound similar to a robin or a rose-breasted grosbeak, but they do this chick-burr, chick-burr. And when you hear them do that, you're like, oh, okay, scarlet tanager, gotcha. The scarlet tanager was the first bird that Hagenau identified on her own when she first started birding. When she saw it, she added it to what birders call the life list. Uh, a lot of people, when they get into birding, they start keeping that list, right? And it's, it's always fun if you hear somebody say, I got a life bird. It means it's the first time they've ever seen that bird anywhere. After all that excitement, there's a bit of a lull. Hagano says the birds calm down in the heat of the afternoon, but she says that's the nature of birding. You can know right where that bird is and you just can't get a good look at him and you can sit there for a long time and it's just not gonna happen. It is, it's a, it's a game of patience. It's kind of like hide and seek or, or a scavenger hunt, right? Um, because you just never know what you might see. While loosing in May might be the prime time and place for birding, but Hagano says anyone, anytime, anywhere can enjoy looking for birds. You know, that birds are one thing that no matter where you are, you can find them. And they're going to be different everywhere, but you can go in New York City and find birds, right? Um, or you can come here where it's forested and you're up on a bluff and there are birds. The truth is, any time of year at any location, you can go out and look at birds and appreciate birds. WPR's Bridget Bowden brought us that story on birdwatching at Wyalusing State Park. Wisconsin Life is a co-production of Wisconsin Public Radio and PBS Wisconsin in partnership with Wisconsin Humanities. Additional support comes from Lowell and Mary Peterson of Appleton. Find more Wisconsin Life at wisconsinlife.org and on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Maureen McCollum. And that'll do it. Thanks for joining us for Wisconsin Today. I'm your host, Alex Crow. Our producers are Mallory Chang and John Davis. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts every weekday morning. Of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.